Forgive me, Father, for I have sinned. This is Catholic 101 podcast. Today I am in Gashie, Kiambu County. So confession. I think the only thing I knew about confession for a very long time is what I learned on movies. Forgive me, Father, for I have sinned. And that was about it. What about you? Well, this is Catholic 101 podcast, and today I'm seated with Father Isaac from St. Stephen, Gashie Parish. Karibu sana, Father. Most welcome. Kindly introduce yourself. Tell us something you'd want our audience to know today. Okay, thank you very much, uh, Elsa. Mm -hmm. And uh, most welcome to St. Stephen Catholic Parish. I'm the father in charge, and uh, I'm glad that uh, you found time to come. And also, by the fact that uh, you want to get and to know more about the faith, and especially the sacrament of confession, which is uh, one of the seven sacraments of the church and in a very special way one of the two healing sacraments just like physically we get sick also spiritually we get sick and we need that medication we need that healing and that only we can get it from the sacrament of confession okay yes thank you for breaking it down like that but uh, how would you explain to someone who's just joined the catholic faith mm. or someone who's never understood the meaning of confession exactly yes. for confession for the sacrament of confession first of all uh, the foundation of this sacrament and the institution of the sacrament is christ himself remember in your bible you get so many verses where christ when people came to him he usually said, go, your sins are forgiven. And especially the, the teachers, some of them had issues with that. And if you read Mark chapter 2, verse 1 to 12, you'll get him when poor people brought a paralytic and they had to use the roof. And when this guy was dropped where Jesus was, Jesus told the paralytic, your sins are forgiven. And the teachers said, now who is this who can forgive sins? He's blaspheming. But then Jesus said, which is easier, to tell this person your sins are forgiven, or to tell this person, take your mat and go home. And then the conversation continued. And so Christ himself is the one who instituted the sacrament of forgiving, or of, uh, of penance, or of uh, reconciliation. Because he understood, and that is why he came to make people be reconciled with God. And also when he was uh, leaving the church to Peter, remember when he said, to whomever you forgive sins are forgiven, and to whomever you fail to forgive, they are not forgiven. So it is Christ himself, he had the power. And so when he was leaving the world, he had to entrust this power to human beings so that they can carry on with his mission. So the foundation of the sacrament is Christ himself. It is in the Bible. And especially when it comes to the power of forgiving, you can find it also in Matthew chapter 18, verse 18. This is when he mediated Peter and also those who, the bishops and uh, the Pope, the bishops, the priests, those are the people who can be able to do that because okay. they are given that power. Okay. And I love the way you've put it because my next question was going to be the theology behind yes. confession. Yes. But why is it necessary that we confess to a priest? First of all, understand one thing. When you talk of the sacrament of confession, it has a number of elements. Once you commit sin, who do you offend? You offend God and you also offend the church and your neighbor. So when you, co you, you commit a sin, you offend God, you offend, you injure the church and you also injure your neighbor. Because perhaps the sin you're going to commit perhaps is 
directly towards your neighbor or towards God. So the moment you commit a sin, there is that disconnect with God, with the church, and with your neighbor. And so this sacrament then calls you to penance. And this penance means you need to be pardoned through God's mercy. Through God's mercy, you are pardoned, and then you are reconciled with the church. The wood which had been put by the fact of sin then is taken away and then you have to work towards conversion so that you may not go back to the same sin or you may not go back to sin then from there there is what we call returning to the father remember the prodigal son now you are returning to who you are returning now to the goodness of god you are returning to the goodness of the church you are returning to the goodness of your neighbor so it is a process confession is a process so what's your capacity uh, as a priest during confession? During confession, as Peter was mandated and he was given the power to forgive sins and not to forgive sins. Now, that is where the priest comes. When you see a priest, a priest is there in the person of Christ. He is persona Christ because God uses human beings to execute his work. And so I'm a vessel. I'm being used by God. I'm like a pipe which channels water to different points. So the same thing with a priest in relation to confession is just being used by God. And that is why whatever priests use and especially like the prayer of absolution, I don't use my words. I use the words of Christ himself. Can you ever, and, and this one brings me back to the discussion we had before the recording. I asked you how many times have you done confession and you told me countless. But could you ever remember something that someone told you? during confession and are you allowed to tell it to anyone? First of all, listening to confession, it's a faculty granted to one when he's ordained. There are people who cannot listen to confession. If you are discovered, there is something we call the seal of confession, that whatever is said to you as a priest during the moment of confession, you cannot go saying it to anybody out there. You cannot use it against the particular person who came and confessed. You have that seal. And if it is discovered that you go saying these things to other people, then that faculty is taken away from you by the bishop. So when the faculty is taken away from you, can you still be a priest? You will still remain a priest, but you cannot listen to confession. Remember, confession is just one element, one of the duties a priest executes. But Father, yes. what if someone comes and tells you, I have sinned and yes. I've done something really bad, like let's say if someone rapes someone and yes. comes and tells you, are you not supposed to report this person? Now, there is something we call absolution, the prayer of absolution. The moment I accept to absolve you, I cannot say that to anyone. So what I can do is to fail to give you absolution. But the moment I give you absolution, now I have, I have tied my tongue, I cannot say that. But when this person is coming to confess, remember he's looking for some healing, internal healing, because confession calls for that internal healing. And now he, he or she knows the outside world is going to judge me this way and condemn me this way. But I have a merciful God. I have a loving God. I have a forgiving God. So that is why he or she can come for confession. And even others have come for confession, but at the same time, the law is taking its course. Somebody may be in jail, but at the same time comes and confesses to you because he or she wants that internal healing. So if this case has already been discovered and the law is taking its course, this person is free to come and also confess to have that internal relief. But if this has not been discovered, as a priest, the moment I give you absolution, I cannot report. 
Now, you as a priest, yes. sit down, you listen to countless confessions, maybe yes. you do yours on Saturday, I yes. know that, right? Yes. But here comes at the end of it all, you must be really mentally tired because yes. how, how do you make sure that it doesn't drain you as a priest? There is one thing which I can tell you, the grace of God. And for the many confessions I have listened to, I may not even remember. Fine, you may come, confess to me uh, two or three times, yes, I see you all, I may not see you, and then I remember. But then there is something which makes us forget whatever you come and confess. And again, remember that confession takes place in a confession box. So I may not be able to see your face in the mm -hmm. confession box. Okay. So unless I recognize your voice. So if I am in the confession box, I cannot pick your face. I may not even know who came for confession. So that is something else which makes us not become so close and even to get to know who came for confession. Thank you for bringing that up, the confession box. Yes. Yeah? When I was doing my research for the, the this, this session, I noticed that a lot of people were sort of afraid of the face-to-face -face kind of confession. Yes. Yeah? In facilities or in Catholic churches where we do not have that box, how can you encourage or how do you address the shyness that comes with a person when they want to confess? How would you address that? What I can say is because most of the times when one becomes shy is perhaps the person you are going to confess to, you are familiar with the person or the person is familiar with you. So the best thing for you to do is you can go and look for another priest elsewhere somebody who is not familiar with you perhaps is your neighboring parish go confess your sins sincere confession have your absolution and go home so are there places where you can ask questions like when i'm confessing my sins oh father i have done this and this and this in between am i allowed to ask questions yes, yes, yes. even as you confess your sins i may even ask some questions from whatever you have confessed mm -hmm. how has this been uh, how for how long has this been mm -hmm. What are your friends? What is the company? All those things I may ask. Then from there, because I want to know the reason why this is happening. Perhaps you have said it has happened for the, the, the last one year or two years. So I want to get more details to see where I can be able and where I can be able to advise in the line of how to overcome this. The same thing from the, 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 the confessor herself or himself. He or she can ask some questions to the priest. And how often should we go for confession? As often as possible. Because Every day? <laughs> you know what? When you confess your sins, they help you to fight your weakness. I can give the example of how often do you wash your hands or how often do you take a shower? Why? You do this and the moment you take a shower, you are very cautious. You don't want to get dirty very fast. The same thing with the, the sacrament of confession. Because before you go for confession, there is something we call a contrition. You feel the pain of your sins. The moment you feel the pain of your sins, then you go and confess. You know, to confess is to disclose. You see, this is what I have committed. And that is why when you're asking about people who become shy on face to face, because this person feels, okay, it is not something good which I committed. I am ashamed of my acts, okay? So, uh, as you take that shower or as you wash your hands, you become cautious that you don't want to get that again. The same thing with the sacrament. The more you confess, remember when you confess, we say God forgives you and now God comes and starts living with you. 
now he has an abode in you. So this grace is important for you to move away from the victims. But the more you keep away from the sacrament, then the more you can become familiar with a given sin, and it gets to a point you feel as if it is not a sin anymore. As, as a confessor and as a Christian, how do you keep away from doing the same thing and then just saying, okay, say I'm going to confess? Any confession calls for conversion. Conversion means reorientating our way of life, taking a roundabout, a turn around. I've been following this direction. I make a U-turn, I face another direction. That is the real confession. And that is the, the confession which will give you satisfaction. This is where Christians need to understand that it's not a matter of committing a sin and confessing. It's a matter of conversion, the inner conversion. That when I commit a sin, when I confess my sin, then I'm being reminded that I need to change from that way of life because you have realized it is not the right thing. So it's not, it's not a, a matter of committing and confessing. No, it's a matter of changing my way of life. Okay. Yes. Can someone go for communion without confessing? People do that, but it's not right. Because the only time you can do that is when you are in their need of confession and you cannot get a priest. But if the priest is there, then you should never go for you should never go for communion having not confessed your sins. But remember, people form their conscience. So if a Christian has formed his or her conscience in respect to confession, there is nothing a priest can do. But Christians need to understand that when you have committed sin, you're not supposed to go for communion. The moment you fail to go for communion, that of course makes you understand what you are missing. Okay? Yeah. That will bring to your senses that why am I not receiving? It's because of one, two, three. Then I need to remove this. I need to take away this so that I can go back to this. It's like when you deny a child something. Now this child has to think, why have I been denied this? It's because either I failed to do one, two, three things which I was supposed to do. So next time for me to receive a, a, a certain gift, then I have to do one, two, three things. So what are some of the things I should do before I go for confession? You need some preparation. You need, first of all, to sit down with yourself, ask yourself. It is called uh, examination of conscience. And this should happen every day. At the end of the evening, you have a stock take of your day in respect to your spiritual life. I woke up, I did one, two, three things, all those things. Have I offended God? Have I offended my neighbor? Have I offended now? The moment you realize you have committed a sin or you have done something which has offended God, then you feel pain for that and you regret it. Then you want to make up that. You don't want to repeat it again. That is when you go and confess. After confessing, then you start working towards conversion. That today I did this, I'll not repeat it tomorrow, I'll not do it tomorrow, I'll not do it the day after tomorrow. So I'm a changed person. It's like when you talk of the conversion of Saul to Paul. That is the real confession. That is the real conversion. You're well prepared for confession. The process of confession. What happens from the time someone sits near, next to you or in a confection box? Because in a serious note, Father, the only thing I knew about confession when I was getting married to a Catholic was 
forgive me father for i have sinned but sincerely what's the process okay. once you get to the confession box or when whenever you get to where your father is and you're going for confession you sign yourself with the sign of the cross and then father of course welcomes you then a father may encourage you using some can take a reading can have a verse or something or some words of encouragement so that you can prepare yourself now to say your confession but before you come to father of, of course you have already made up your mind that i'm going to confess my sins mm -hmm. these are my sins you may even write them down and then you move on you say these these are my confessions it has taken me these months or these years or these days or these weeks mm -hmm. before my last confession mm -hmm. Then you say your sins. Then Father gives you some advice in respect to the sins you have confessed. Then from there He gives you penance, more or less like uh, what are you going to do for repayment of your sins? It's more like less like indulgence that you're supposed to say. Let's say you may be told go and say to our Father to hear Mary's. Then after that He gives you absolution. After absolution. Then you are set free and told, go, your sins are forgiven, go in peace. Then you go, uh, you, you do the penance, and there you are free. Right. Yes. Are there sins that cannot be forgiven in confession? Yeah, there are sins which cannot be forgiven. In the olden days, there were sins which were reserved for the Pope and for the Bishop. Like? A sin like... Uh, Apostasy. Apostasy is uh, denying the faith. Like uh, you are Catholic and then you get to a point you deny this faith, you deny Christ, all those things. Now, all abortion, those in the olden days were reserved for the Pope. But now, due to the number of these cases, now the Pope delegated these powers to the bishops. Due to pastoral needs, the bishops delegated to the father in charges and during the door of mercy then this was opened and especially to, 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 to priests but remember a sin like uh, abortion it leaves a wood to the person who commits that abortion and so it's not something when you are forgiven you're not being encouraged to commit that sin because come what may that scar always remains then when you talk of sins remember there is mortal sin and venom sin. The gravity are different. So they are sins and that is why like as we were starting you asked if somebody comes and confesses to me about having raped someone, can I disclose this to the authority? And I told you the moment I fail to give you absolution then what I can do is to advise you. I may not go and report but I may advise you can you present yourself because you have already accepted I committed this sin, okay? Then let the law take its course. But how many people are going to, to bear that? Very few people. Are there people you cannot listen to their confessions? And I'm talking about, are you allowed to listen to confessions to fellow priests? For yeah. yeah, we do that, uh -huh. yes. Your family? Yes, can you yes, I can listen. But at times it's not so much encouraged because remember like a family member, okay? Mm -hmm. As I told you some, uh, in the beginning, for this familiarity and everything, you may excuse yourself from such. 
and especially the family members. Go to somebody else. Let me not listen to your confession. So at the end of a confession, how do I know that I have successfully <laughs> confessed? Now, one thing, when you examined your conscience, if you happen to keep some sins, you may go out and feel, I have not done a good confession. That will come from you, not from me. It will come from you. But the moment you go and empty yourself before God, was I told you, I'm just an agent of God. I even don't forgive sin. It's God who forgives sin. It's not me who forgives sin. It's God who forgives sin. Remember Mark 1.15, that God is calling us, repent and believe in the gospel for the kingdom of God. Is at hand. And this is the verse we use during Ash Wednesday when people are signed with the ashes on their foreheads and sent to go and repent. So the sincerity of your confession is the one which is going to give you satisfaction after you leave the confession box. So the priest has nothing to do with that satisfaction. It is you yourself, the sincerity you have in your confession. The more sincere you are, the more relaxed you'll be. Look at the prodigal son. Look at also the tax collector and the Pharisee. When the tax collector went to the church, knelt at the back and said, I'm a sinner. Then the Pharisee came, I'm not like that tax collector, who went home feeling satisfied and relieved. The tax collector. Because this Pharisee, of course, was saying that uh, I fast, I do what? But he was not being sincere. So the much and the more sincere you are in your confession, the more the satisfaction you get. Thanks, Father. Most welcome. It's been a great session. And I don't know about you, but for me, I have learned a lot. This is Catholic 101, and thank you so much for joining us in this session. I would like to hear from you. Write us an email, or you can send us a message on Facebook. All our information will be on the description box. Thank you so much for being a part of this session. You have made us grow today. Have a good one. It's me, Alto Guerrero.